Hello and welcome to podcast number 22. 22. My name's Sam Brady and I'm here to say it's fun to record in a podcast way. What? Ugh, my name is just Veronica and that's it. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> How's it going today? Uh, it, it, it is going well. Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> Cool. I have to say that the uh, the atmosphere in this room is real thick and gross. Um, like you mean? Yeah. Heat wise? Yeah. No, aura wise. Aura wise. So we just recorded a podcast for um, World Mental Health Day, uh-huh. and boy, said a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So one of our favorite shows is back on TV, Last Man on Earth. Yeah. How have you been liking that? Well, first and foremost, I love. First and foremost, I really loved um, episode one of the new season. Yeah, we shouldn't give away the the thing, but there's a meta thing that happens a couple times in Last Man on Earth that's just delicious. It's it really is good. glorious, and this is the best incarnation of that very meta thing that happens. Yeah, I really loved it a lot. And I can't wait to watch episode two in about uh, 28 minutes. That's right. We're just about to watch it. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh-huh. You are, I don't know if we mentioned this podcast, but you are a huge lover of television. It is like your favorite medium of human storytelling, favorite pastime. Mm-hmm. It's just, you you love it. I, I, I think that um, you could certainly see yourself as a television writer someday. Oh, yeah. That's like my dream job is to just write for TV. Mm-hmm. It'd be so fun. Um, why I don't pursue that all the time, I don't know. Probably because I feel like I don't have time. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Lo- I would really love to do that. I think it sounds fun. I should just do it. We are busy people. It's funny how being such busy people has become such of our personas, brands. At least yeah. for me, anyways. I guess it always has been for you. Uh, yeah, I've just always been distract. like this. That's a little, a little bit new to me. Having, uh, I've been busy for a long time, but people, I've, I've been really been throwing it out there to everyone that, hey, I'm constantly busy all the time. And so I'll just like, um, you were wrapping up a Sailor Moon episode, and they're just like, oh man, what, this is going on with you, this is going on with you. And Sam, you're doing this at school, and you're doing this at work, and you're just, it's just really, really awesome. And it's just like, Oh, that's funny that that's my thing now. <laughs> it's just that I'm very busy doing it. I think but. the difference for me is that I've always been a very busy person. I've always enjoyed being out and about and doing things. Uh-huh. Um, I think that in the last two years, I have really pointed that busyness towards um, actually being productive. Mm. I'd say that's the same for me in some respects. I, I mean, certainly I become more busy in some ways, but... I kind of was just pointing the same amount of energy that I was toward trying to make that career happen in the, in that industry out there and doing it well, um, be, being injured and all those things. It was so much time and energy and effort. There was just like, like climbing a wall and I'm just directing a lot of that energy mm. into different things. And you're right, focusing it for two. Yeah. And, and that's something we, we really do to each other, I think, is help um, focus each other in, in that way. And, Spend the other partner know that you're going to spend time and energy helping the other person achieve their their dreams too and supporting them through. Yeah, and I think that we both really help each other um, remain accountable uh-huh. to um, 
to maintaining a, a high GPA, to getting the work done, and to also make sure that we don't let ourselves get 100% absorbed in that. Um, that's really difficult for me sometimes in that I will laser focus on something and, um, you know, we have children, so that's not good. You know, you mm -hmm. have to be able to, to step away. So yeah, we just, we like to stay busy. I think we've mentioned that before on this podcast though. Yeah. I think a lot. I think we need you a little closer to the mic. Oh, okay. So I'm pulling you over. Come uh. here. Sing to me, my angel of podcast. <laughs> so one of the things that you don't know about podcast is that anytime that we've recorded outside of the closet, we came out of the closet many, we many episodes. We did, ago. and we appreciate your love and support helping us through this transition. Thank you. It was important to us. Uh -huh. We now have more comfy chairs. We have um, an office that we enjoy and spend a lot of time in. And when we are recording podcast. I am sitting with my legs propped on Sam's lap. That's very true. And so if he wants me to move, he will have to drag my ass <laughs> in my chair across the room. Uh-huh. Yep. That is the truth. So that's a little inside baseball right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're here with us in the office now, listener. I have to fart. <laughs> now it's really like you're here with us. <laughs> Gotten the full immersive experience. So many people know how much I burp. I don't think many people know how much I fart. Yeah, yeah. It's just, ugh. <laughs> I used to joke with Sam all the time, like, when I would fart, I'd be like, please don't fall out of love with me. Because <laughs> my grandmother was always, I have this aunt who's really disgusting. And I say this in that, like, everyone farts, everyone poops, everyone burps, everyone urinates. It's just part of the human experience and we do it daily mm -hmm. and i don't know why you're winking so much but go on <laughs> and my aunt is a disgusting horrible creature in that she will burp in your face on purpose and it smells really bad uh -huh. and she farts in cars when no one can get out and it's so gross and disgusting and so my my grandmother, who um, raised me for the majority of my life, said, Veronica, when you get married, make sure that you don't fart in front of your husband because that is a surefire way to make a man fall out of love with you. Take your Aunt Cindy, for example. I'm sorry. Take your Aunt B, <laughs> for example. That's why she's been divorced so many times. <laughs> Uh, because of her farting. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> keep your butthole clenched. I know, don't. Just let it out. That's it's what fine. you're going to say to me when we exchange our vows is, I knew it was real because you're still around after all the farts. I will not be saying that. <laughs> I'm only going to say my vows in Draconic, and I hope that you still get it. Cool. Sounds good. What are you going to put in your vows? You ask that a lot. You're very curious. Well, I'm very competitive. <laughs> you just want to know. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, you'll just have to wait and see. Oh, so the other night we recorded a podcast 
and we were talking about personality types. Yeah. And so I was just like, I don't know what my personality type is. Let me take the Myers-Briggs and we'll do it on air. It'll be fun. It'll be fast. It was 30 fucking minutes long. And we were like, we're not releasing that. It's not good. It's not fun. No one wants it. So there is a lost episode out there where Veronica <laughs> does a test and reads the questions out loud and then reads her answers. Ugh. And then goes back and forth on a lot of the answers. Well, and... I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, some of the questions are posed in a way like, okay, so here's my here's my thing. So it's, it'll, ow! Sorry. That really hurts. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, so one of the things about these questions in the, in the thing is that they'll give you the, they'll say like, what if, what about this? Is this more like you or less like you or whatever? And it's like, well, am I saying how I really feel or am I saying how I act in a way that people perceive me? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes you go to work and your work you is different from your home you. Sure. Now, which which one do they want? Do they want the work me or do they want the the home me? They want you through your own eyes. Okay, well, then I answered everything 100% correct. <laughs> so, so that was that. Yeah. And I took a Myers-Briggs personality test and it turned out I was an asshole. <laughs> That's what it said as the result. Pretty much. It was just like... You get the, the personality profile debater, I believe. Yeah. And it talked about how you really love uh, mental sparring with people. I really do. Which is very true. Um, <laughs> it kind of honed it on that and couldn't see past that into any other facet of your being. And that's not the end or end or beginning of you but did you save my thing you said you were going to but i don't know if you did or not i could look it up oh, okay no, i was just interested mm-hmm. um yeah i really love to play devil's advocate a yeah. lot mm-hmm. and that was really it used to really upset my christian friends so much because they knew that i was christian and so they're like why are you arguing and i'm like i don't know just you know i really want you to be able to prove your point it, when mm-hmm. it matters mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so um yeah, I was really into apologetics back then. One of the moments where it clicked for me to see things from a little bit differently from a very religious upbringing was we had this youth leader who was just like, man, people ask you questions and you just won't know the answers to them and that's fine. I feel conflicted about some things in this church sometimes. But what, the answer that I come back to is that I just feel happier when I'm with my friends in this church sort of a thing. And that just... I was I, I, I believed in that moment. I did not doubt his experience whatsoever, but I kind of in my head went, "All right, cool. Um, I great get that that's your experience, uh, but if if that's the beginning and end of, of it from through your eyes, and, and, and uh, I'm just really going to not feel like I have to have these blinders on to kind of look at this any way that feels right to me." Oh, so it really opened up your eyes to let you see your religion the way that you wanted to see yeah, it? Yeah, and I was a very young person in okay. that conversation. So sure. I feel like so many people in the room had the exact opposite experience. <laughs> when I was having. Just, yeah, it's just intrinsically better. And I'm just like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the weird things um, growing up in a religion that is not as 
I guess, sanctioned as Mormonism. Uh. Um, and that you don't get the same story from everyone. Um, and there are not just things that everyone believes and accepts as truths, you know? Mm. So, um, I, I guess, like, so often, it w- I was constantly in a state of questioning um, myself all the time because my grandmother used to frequently like to go to church, and she still does. And then she would do things and get kicked out of said churches <laughs> and be like, they're all like, Ugh, we don't like her. She's not good. She's a pot stirrer or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, now, from my grandmother's perspective, these people are crazy. But it's happened so frequently. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it was just so strange because we were always going from one church to another. And the teachings were always slightly different. It was really, really interesting. I don't know. And I remember, like, I was not into... Um, memory verses whatsoever I did not like it I thought that was a waste of time um, it's kind of like math with me like I why would I know anything when I have a calculator and formulas like I have the internet I can figure out anything I want to figure out I don't need to memorize anything and I felt the same way about Bible scriptures mm. and someone was really pissy at me because I did not know the fruits of the spirit and I was 12 and they said to me <laughs> you're 12 you're 12. I'm sorry. I'm saying that all wrong. You're 12. <laughs> You're 12. You don't know the fruits of the spirit. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> That's sad. And then they just walked away from me. And I was just like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> and that, I think, for me, it was when I was just like, Ver- Veronica does not give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Not that there needs to be an inciting incident from my point of view, because I, I came to a, um, a perspective on life that I think that is very um, disciplined, methodological, and that I care about so much. It's very important to me to have the, the freedom to, to, to live the life that I, I, I want to, and it's a freedom that I very acutely recognize that so many people want to rip away from me. Um <clears throat> Um, Sam, wait a minute. Does that mean that you you want to be Christian and keep all the babies <laughs> and all your guns? No, an atheist. Oh, <laughs> it's very, oh. very important for me to not ever go to church. <laughs> okay, it makes me very happy. Okay, I just was getting really worried there that you might want to keep all the babies. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so funny to have conversations about anything with anyone um, in Utah, and at some point they'd learn some other detail about you, and then that other detail would happen, would, 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 they'd, they'd hear and they'd be like, oh, that's the way, why you are the way you are right now. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. I think so I've funny. always been combative as a person. Yeah. <laughs> I think I came out of the womb and I was like, bitch. Exactly, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think I really just remember that one moment just being like, I'm not going to let other people control how I worship the, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. So. Do you remember when you had imaginary friends and you had such acutely, vividly realized imaginary friends? Yes. And then you were telling your grandma what your imaginary friend's name were. And there was, of course, Mommy Bueller. Yes. Your first husband. Yes. Uh, and then there was your other imaginary friend. Do you remember what that imaginary friend's name was? Lucifer. Lucifer. 
you told yeah. your grandma you were playing with Lucifer and that you were talking to Lucifer. <laughs> and Lucifer would always break things. Like, uh-huh. he would break dishes and things like that. And my grandmother really felt like I had a very spiritual connection. And I... Uh, so, as a person that believes that there is something else out there, I don't know what it is. It could be some person just jizzing all over the universe. I have no idea. Um, but when I was five, we had this friend who, uh, or I guess a family friend, who was dying of lung cancer. And so I was playing in the living room at my grandparents' house with Lucifer and Wompy Wheeler. And uh, my grandmother gets a phone call and she's like, yeah, we're just really praying and praying for a miracle. And I just walk up to her and I push one of the chairs up to her and I stand up on it and I'm eye to eye with her and I say, it's dead. And she's like, Veronica. And she spanks my butt. And I was like, no, I'm serious. He's dead right now. And she goes, how would you know that? And I go, he's just dead. I don't know what to tell you, but he did go to heaven. So you should be happy. And she just was so upset, hung up the phone. And she's like, why would you say that? We're praying so hard for a miracle for him. And why would you say that? And then the phone rang and it was Ed's wife. Guess who died? (laughs) Ed. Ed was dead. (laughs) And then, um... And then she made this big spectacle out of me at the church. And for years and years and years, people talked about me like the kid who knew that Ed died before anyone else. It was really interesting. Um, And I don't know if I had a, a special connection with Ed or anything like that. The only person that I really vividly remember from church who I loved was this organ player that we had. And when she would see you um, getting out of the car and coming to church, she was a very, very old lady. All of her kids lived out of state, but she just really liked um, this church. And so she would get so happy to see the kids and she would say, come over, come over. And she would always give us gum and hard candies. (laughs) And I loved her Mm. (laughs) I cannot for the life of me remember what her name is Mm. but there was her and the piano player and the the organ player was way nicer Mm -hmm. so that's my that's my story and I'm sticking to it cool oh go on you you're opening your mouth (laughs) did you just give me studio thumbs up yeah (laughs) all right So someone on Twitter asked about the number 19 and whether or not that's one of my favorite numbers because of Stephen King. Um, There are lots of things that have led me to believe that 19 is a very special number in my life. Um, When I was 19 years old, I made a decision to kind of uh, alter my life completely, um, which was getting married and going off and leaving my family and things like that and moving across country. And that was a a big decision for me. So 19 was kind of a big deal where I kind of really left and became an adult. And 19 is my birthday. I accept gifts every 19th on every month. Mm -hmm. So 
Don't feel like you have to wait for the appropriate 19. <laughs> Any 19 will do. Uh, 19 is also the birthday of my fiance. So I like that. Uh, 19 is also the day in which I asked for a divorce. So that was a, a huge deal for me. Um, has completely changed my life. Um, and I think that 19 in the dark tower was, um, I guess really important to me as well. And I don't want to give anything away from those books. You should all read them or get the audiobooks. The audiobooks are glorious. Um, the reader for the audiobooks dies before the, I believe the last two, he's in a terrible motorcycle accident. And, um, but his work in the first, uh, let's say five books is just phenomenal. So yeah, read them 19 times. <laughs> I read the stand like a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, I recently rebought the audiobook. So, ow! I'm sorry. That's a leg, not a coffee table. <laughs> you can't put your elbows on it. <laughs> um, Sam, ask, say a thing. Say a thing? Yeah. I feel like I've really been talking a lot. Hey, that's a okay. Ugh, no one cares though. Um,. Been thinking about gaming a little bit more in the past couple weeks <gasps> in a kind of a creative way, and that's been fun. Um, of course, I'm, I'm making a, a, a Star Trek game, and I've been doing a lot of that, and that's been really incredibly satisfying. But I also was thinking about just other whole new world things, like not DD, not, not other things, just just other stuff. Just like if you fell into a hole behind a Burger King or something, kind of thing. <laughs> not the Magic Tavern. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you remember that one world? That I, that I kind of thought of? I don't remember. That would be almost in the style of a show that would have um, these big, giant GX yes. characters in it. Yeah. 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 Um, it's been really fun to just think kind of creatively. I've been thinking about some of my fiction worlds as well um, a lot. One of the things that I really love about the time that we live in is um, getting to see the beginnings of home automation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I have dreamed about since I was a little kid, like just having a very Jetsons-esque home. Mm-hmm. And so anytime there's like new technology where it's like, oh, you might, you, we're getting closer and closer to an AI. I not only purchase that stuff because I think it's very cool, I really want it in my life. I honestly purchase that stuff as a means to say like, hey, yes, keep investing in this technology because as a consumer, I want it to go to the next level. And it's very important for me to speak with my money on that. Mm-hmm. But going back to D&D, I was watching this documentary called Dwarven Forge. And he has such a cool, the DM in this has such a cool setup and he makes all of his own um, minis and has a mini production company mm-hmm. and it was so neat and I was just like oh my gosh you know those hue lights yeah I want some for above the kitchen table <laughs> so that I can trick people and be like 
and then and then they're all green and then he <laughs> fell into a hole or something like that like I, I couldn't really think of like a reason why I needed color LED lights in my house other than I wanted them and then all of a sudden I was like oh D&D duh so you love a light show I love music and sounds queued up I love music and sound as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we've played very few um, D&D games in person together. That's true. Very, very few, yeah. We've really only played um, online, uh-huh. you and I. So we should we should get a little group together and play D&D. Yes. Yes. Okay, well, there's, our, there's my first player. Okay, guys, hit us up if you'd like to play some D&D. No, in, in person. person. If you like to fly here and play, play some D&D. Oh, and here's an undisclosed lovely home. What? What? In what? I, could, I couldn't understand what you said. I'm tired. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we're still going to watch Last Man on Earth, That's right? right. Uh, Do you know, I think that what I'm going to put in my vows uh, is that I'm not going to watch any shows that we're binge-watching together without you. Oh, that's very sweet. Because TV is really important to me. And I hope you know how much that vow would mean to me. Very important to you. Also, I will forbid you in these vows for getting into Grey's Anatomy at all. Because I need to be able to do that on my own time. So I get independently get into Grey's Anatomy? (laughs) Yeah, I guess you independently. Not that I would. (laughs) Hey. Although there's a couple characters I like. Yeah, all the ones I hate. I really like characters that you just despise. Ugh. Any character that is very human, I'm like, ugh, get uh, out. <laughs> see, I when I was watching the show, I didn't really get it. But what one of my theories I have that people who get really invested in it is that you see a character that kind of is supposed to be a token for you in this world, kind mm-hmm. of represents you and speaks to a lot of. Uh, um, yeah, absolutely. Like I don't think you're wrong in that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just don't feel like I'm a real person. Oh. No, I, I, so okay. this character that deals with stress, confrontation, relationships, just A, B, C, D, E in a very similar way to that that I do. Yeah. <laughs> and like really, like it was really bearing out again and again and again. Down to the character that most reminds me of you was a character that this person was romantically interested in. Yeah. <laughs> like at every level, this character really seemed like me. <laughs> you do not like this character. I didn't like her at all. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. For Grey's Anatomy people, I'm talking about Penny, who I know that a lot of people didn't like. Um, a lot of people didn't like Penny, and now Callie's gone because of her. <laughs> you blame Penny for that. <laughs> I think Callie's decisions led to Callie not being there. Well, Callie made some strange choices. Callie made some strange choices. I was not happy with the writing in the last uh, probably two seasons. Uh-huh. Um, but I totally picture your character in a Star Trek game to look exactly like Callie. Yeah, I love the character of Callie. I think she's very cool. Um, that character is one of the characters that kept me invested in the show for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought she was um, li- like you. Like I saw so much of myself in her. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it was really interesting watching her be with Penny. And I was just like... You're just like polar opposites. <laughs> Do you think that anybody ever thinks that about us? <laughs> Probably every day. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't get you guys. <laughs> and then we just sing, we don't care who we love. <laughs> oh, my neck hurts. Oh, no. 
You want oh, to go only watch in 27 TV? minutes. We have I don't third. Mind. I think the show is whatever the fuck like we want it to be. <laughs> yeah, I was. That was mostly just a goof. Oh, I see. I'm sorry that I cut you off. Yeah. No. Well. Okay. Well, I guess that's it. The show's over. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? You know, can I just say? Yeah. That there was an email, or I'm sorry, a transcript of Hillary Clinton's uh, Wall Street tapes uh-huh. or um, speaking engagements. And we watched the debate last night, if you can call it that. Yeah. And um, Donald Trump was talking about Hillary Clinton being very two faced and like, because she says that there are some things you have to have a public, you know, view on and things you have a personal view on. And how that is two-faced. And I just felt like it was really funny when I leaned over, because we were watching this in bed, and I was like, Sam, is it okay if the person that I am in this bed with you is not the same person that I present at work? And I don't know, I just thought it was really funny. That is really funny. Yeah. That's it. I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, Also, Mike Pence's eyes, I cannot even... (laughs) He needs to stop. My favorite Mike Pence tweet is the guys, he's just a great down home conservative guy who just wants to electrocute gay people until they're straight. And he didn't deserve to get caught up in all this mess. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Pence is a horrible human being. Yeah, he's really bad. And I think that the Overton principle is making him look not so bad. We're looking at someone that's so atrocious that he looks like an angel in comparison to (laughs) so many. Um, I, I, when we did Polymacat recently, I regret that I didn't take the opportunity to talk about how I am very excited to and thrilled to vote for Hillary Clinton, how she is the candidate of, of choice for me, not of the choices presented to me, but of my choice based off of her own merits. She is someone who I'm, I'm very happy to cast this historic vote for, and I wish the election was tomorrow. Ugh, me too. I can't wait. I was telling one of our friends today um, at work that I think it would be really cool to have a... Um, have a group of friends go out and vote together and she was all about it. That's She's great. like, that sounds awesome. That's we awesome. could all dress up. Oh, by the way, I had a conversation that someone else initiated. The, the other person was doing all the thing, thing, I'm just participating in this conversation, uh, where a friend of ours that we would probably place as pretty liberal, had we to guess, was really put out and surprised that I identify as a Democrat. But someone that we think of as very, very, very liberal. That is a friend of that ours? That is a close friend of ours. Wait. I'll tell you after this is not rolling. Yeah. But like put out. Not like, oh, that's different. Not what I expected. But just like, all right. <laughs> I was like, I was really surprised by that reaction. <laughs> so this is, I'm confused. So she doesn't like that you're a Democrat? Yeah. She is surprised and Sort of like it wasn't her favorite thing. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think maybe it? you might be reading things into that. You think so? I think so because I think I have a pretty good. This person made a point to identify differently than that and, and talk about their upbringing with that and sort of lamented that she couldn't have a Republican candidate who she would feel more com- comfortable with. Yeah. But I think that's fine. I yeah, mean... I think that's fine too. But I, I just speak the whole like, oh, Really? Okay. <laughs> that reaction really surprised me. <laughs> well, ah, man. 
Well, anyways, I think that it's important to vote, and I have a friend that would be interested in going and voting with us just to kind of get out and do it. Like, she's like, yeah, we can walk down from work and go to the pool because we live, like, or we live, we work literally a block away. Yeah, real close. From, um, from the pool. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, I think that might be a really cool idea to just go. Yeah. And so go dress up. vote, people. And, reg- and today, for a lot of people listening to us, is the last day to register to vote. Uh, so yeah. check your, make sure, that, double check that you haven't been purchased on the rolls. Just triple check that you're registered. It's, it's so important. Yeah. Vote. Do it. And then afterwards, put your sticker on Twitter. Okay. And I gotta go to sleep, so... Um... No, wait. I wanted to talk some more about Tribbles. <laughs> okay. I'm in trouble with them. You got me back in. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm kidding. Let's go. Meow. Meow. What? Did you push pause? No, I didn't push anything. What's but going on? You're hearing here? all of this. What is happening? It's kind of a behind-the-scenes behind look at just our normal lives. What are you talking about? I'm pressing about? stop right now.